Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Friday, March 11th, as the Flyers fall last night to the Florida Panthers. Game score of 6-3. Florida just proving to be a bit too overwhelming. An overwhelming first period where they got ahead of the Flyers 4 to nothing. Two power play goals in the period and two even strength goals. Two goal scorers, four goals uh, for Colorado. Connor Verhage opened the scoring at 326 of the game. Uh, that was a 5-on-5 goal. Then Sam Reinhart with back-to-back power play goals at 14-12 and 18-11. And then 19-30 of the period, Connor Verhage picked up his second of the period. Florida up 4 nothing after one. Uh, all four of those goals, Florida just kind of all over the Flyers. They had 18 first-period shots, but the Flyers in the second period settled in a little bit. At 9:01, they finally get on the board when James Van Riemsdyk picks up his 13th goal of the season after a bad giveaway from Sam Bennett, which Kevin Hayes picks up and gets it to JVR for the goal. Flyers get on the board at 4-1. Then Cam Atkinson picks up his 21st, patting a puck out of the air after a 2-on-1 with Derek Broussard. After Claude Giroux kind of broke up a play at the Florida blue line, creating the turnover, Flyers make it 4-2. And then at 18:52 on the power play, Travis Konechny tips a Cam York shot uh, for the power play goal, 4-3 the score at that point. Good setup on the power play as well. It's odd because Rasmus Ristolainen's actually on the left boards on the half wall playing a two-man game with Cam York. He gives him the pass. York sees all the traffic in front, and there's the dreaded for goaltenders layered screen of both uh, Tra- Oscar Lindblom and Travis Konechny, the high man in that layered screen, plus two Florida defenders. So York just wires a shot that Konechny is able to get a high tip on, and Bobrovsky never sees it. Flyers now within one. They battle back in a game where they were down 4 nothing after the first period and are within a goal heading into the third. But in the third, they couldn't duplicate the second period. Needed to really take a, a territorial advantage in that third period, but... Florida proved to be too much. Best home team in the NHL this season. Anthony Duclair on the power play after Jerry Mayhew took a penalty. Scored his 24th of the season. It was actually deflected off the stick of Patrick Brown. Bit of bad luck there for the Flyers. 5-3. And then ultimately, it's the Panthers who get an empty net goal when Sam Reinhart picks up his 22nd of the season. And it's a 6-3 final between the Flyers and the Panthers. Shots in the game were 37 aside. um, But overall, you see why the Panthers are where they are. They're a team that can overwhelm you. A lot of high-end talent, a lot of multi-point performances in this game. Reinhardt with the hat trick. Jonathan Huberdeau, who is their leading point getter, gets four assists in the game. Carter Verhage picks up a couple of goals in this one. Ekblad's on the score sheet. Barkov's on the score sheet multiple times. Uh, they're a team uh, that can score goals, leading the NHL coming into the game at 4.12 goals per game, and at home, even more pronounced. And uh, coming into the game, 12th in the power play, but their power play's absolutely been humming lately, and they get three power play goals in the game. So, tough game, tough loss for the Flyers to look to get back on the beam coming up on Saturday when they face the Carolina Hurricanes. As I mentioned, Coming into the game last night, you know, Florida's a team third in the NHL in points percentage, Carolina number two in the NHL. So this is a good opportunity to look at how the top teams in the NHL are built up close and personal for Flyers management. You know, the NHL is a copycat league. What's successful is often tried 
to be duplicated. And I don't just mean from a roster standpoint. I also mean from an attacking standpoint, a game planning, a scheme, a strategic standpoint. And you see the way that Colorado, the number one team in points percentage, you see the way Florida, you see the way Carolina, the top teams in the league, how they're built and how they drive offense. A lot of east-west passes in the offensive zone. So you see it and you go, okay, well, what is the common denominator? All of these teams seem to not have redundancy in the way they're built. They have guys there to do certain jobs. They have high-end talent that can execute, but they also have role players that can execute. They have depth on defense. They're big up the middle with their centers, and they have good goaltending. It's In some ways, a lot of things have changed, but in a lot of ways, nothing has changed. That's the way to build a winner in hockey. And you, some teams have high-end talent, but they don't have depth on defense and goaltending, like the Edmonton Oilers, who we just saw and are on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. You look at a team like Calgary, who's having a really good season. You know, what's what's the hallmark of Calgary? They have high-end talent up front that can be really offensive, but plays with a lot of structure, has good D, and gets great goaltending from Jacob Markstrom and a demanding coach in Daryl Sutter who preaches that defensive system, but a team that can also score. You get that same thing from Rod Brindamore. You get that same thing from a team like Florida. You get that same thing in Tampa with John Cooper and the goaltending they get from a guy like Andre Vasilevsky and the D that they get and the depth they have on the blue line and then obviously the high-powered offensive players. So it's not hard to figure out, but these games against Florida last night and against Carolina tomorrow really kind of show you. I, I know the Flyers are missing players and important players like Sean Couturier, obviously, and Ryan Ellis. They're, they're big absences. But this, this these opponents show you the bar of where you need to get to to be not, – it's not about being a playoff team. It's about being a legit contender. It's hard to make the playoffs in the NHL in a 32-team league. It's not a 20-team league or 22-team league anymore, and 16 of 20 or 22 teams make it. Half the league makes it, half the doesn't. But it's about being a team that's built the right way. And I think that that's one thing you can look at with these two games. And look how these teams are built, how their players are deployed strategically, ice time, roles, and all of those things. And that's where you need to get to. If you want to be a legit team, that's where you need to get to. Now, it's easy to say. It's hard to do. There's a lot of years of failure in Florida where, I mean, they haven't won a playoff series since the 90s. They have a really good team now. They played a knockdown drag out first round last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning that was reminiscent of 90s hockey. But we'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Tons of talent there and a well-coached team and a well-balanced team. Same thing in Carolina. I mean, obviously they won the cut back in, I think it was 06. So we'll see if they can go back. They look like a team that's poised for a big run as well. A couple years ago, I mean, they got to a conference final. They're they're a good team. So we'll see what the, the future lies for those teams. But good to see these teams and realize where you have to get to. And it shows you the Flyers have a lot of work to do. Now, one of the big things that happened yesterday was the Flyers signed, uh, extended the contract of Rasmus Ristolainen. They made that offseason trade for a player in the final year of his deal, gave up Robert Hague, a couple of picks, uh, pretty steep price, including a first-round pick 
to get Rasmus Ristolainen, and he was on a final year of his deal getting paid $5.4 million. Chuck Fletcher gets him signed to an extension at 5 times 5.1, and uh, he will be a flyer uh, for the foreseeable future. There are no conditions on the contract, no no move clause, partial no move clauses, any of those restrictions. Um, so he is, even if it didn't work out, he is a very movable player uh, going forward. And it's rare. I thought it was rare that he actually is going to get paid less than he would have gotten paid, A, on the open market, and B, that he's getting paid now as an unrestricted free agent. And the other part of it is it's only a five-year deal. Usually when players get to this 27 years of age and unrestricted free agency, that's where they're looking for term. And from what I understand, talking to some people, that it was more that Rasmus Ristolainen didn't want to go six years or seven years, that he wanted to go five years. So when this contract's up, he's 32, maybe looking to punch a ticket on another contract. Teams are more receptive to signing a 32-year-old player than a 34-year-old player. So maybe that's his thinking there in a rising cap world at that time uh, to maybe get one more contract, a a three- or four-year deal at 32 years of age, provided his game is still where it needs to be. Now, obviously, it's a polarizing signing because the analytics community – and the analytics, look, the numbers aren't wrong, but uh, the analytics community and the eye test community battle over this one. And, like, if you could just look at my DMs, the messages that I got from people on the analytics side, I can't believe they did this. What are they doing? This is asinine. Chuck Fletcher doubled down on the mistake of ever requiring him, and now they're going to pay him $5 million. He's overpaid. He doesn't do anything good. He's Andrew McDonald, blah, 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 all that. And then on the other side, I got people going, why doesn't the analyst community see the intangibles that he brings, the physicality and these things? And, and you know, this is a good deal at $5 million. I thought he was going to get more money and more term and all those things. So there, there's a big, big gap between the people that like the deal and the people that hate the deal. And I don't know a way to bridge that gap. Flyer fans, they all want the same thing. You know, we want him to play well because he is going to be here and help the team and whether you like the deal or don't like the deal that's that's absolutely up to you and some people value certain things in players more than others I was called a dinosaur because I on Twitter because I value physicality I think that physicality is coming more back in in the NHL than it has in the last decade I think that's going to be an element that teams are going to look to add. And certainly I think the Flyers, especially if you dealt Ristolainen at the deadline, you were going to need to add that and add add it substantially. So, look, I don't know how to bridge the gap. I'm not here to bridge the gap. Rasmus Ristolainen is going to be a D-man on this team going forward. And I hate to say deal with it, but I, I want to see him succeed. And I think that the pairing with he and Travis Sanheim has been good. Now, you got to look at it and go, okay, you know, Darren Dreger mentioned that Sandheim's name was being kind of mentioned out there as a possible guy to get moved. That doesn't make much sense to me because these two have developed chemistry. They've been good together. Why now extend Ristolainen and, and then trade his partner, who he's had good chemistry with? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You do have three left-handed guys. You have Provorov, who's a left shot. You have Sandheim who's a left shot, and you have Cam York who's a left shot. So Cam York played last night. I thought he looked right at home in the NHL. I hope he doesn't go back down. Um, 
even though he's playing the right side, I'd like to see him on the left side. But um, he looks like a guy that's ready for the NHL and ready for it full time. He's going to make some mistakes. He's not going to be perfect. We'll make them now in a season that doesn't matter. So we'll see how that plays out over up until the deadline here coming up now in just 10 days. And then obviously going forward through this offseason, how this roster construction continues and how you find a way to get your roster closer to what we saw last night against Florida and what we're going to see tomorrow against Carolina. Let's hear from Rasmus Ristolainen, though. He met with the media yesterday uh, upon signing that new contract, and here's what the big D-man had to say. How important was it for you? I know you mentioned it in the release that it was important to get it done before the deadline. Just how important was that, and how good is it to stay here for the next five years? Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to get it done uh as uh, as early as uh, possible, I feel like I was uh, pretty confident. I wanted to stay. They they wanted me to stay, so it uh, it's good to be here or in Philly. I love the city. I love the fan base. Very very passionate, and uh, I I love my teammates. I think uh, I really enjoyed my time here, and I I mean I believe we can uh, turn it around here uh, real quick. I'm just curious, when you decided that you kind of wanted to potentially get a new start and leave Buffalo, you mentioned a lot of it came down to, you know, wanting to play for a winner. Obviously, you know, this season hasn't gone the the way anybody expected in Philadelphia. But, you know, why do you have the confidence that this team during, you know, your five years that that you've signed for, you know, can turn into the kind of winner that you want to be a part of? Yeah. I mean, I I believe the pieces we have here and here for next year, I think uh, it's a pretty good core. Obviously, some changes will happen and we'll see. But yeah, I, I trust uh, the guys I shared the locker room with. Have you noticed just how much Philly and the fan base has kind of loved your style of play? Is that kind of why you like Philadelphia, is that they really like the way you play? Yeah, I, I appreciate all the all the love from fans, and I mean, I mean everything about the Flyers' history, the the players who played here, the just the just the logo and the jersey and everything around it. I I really really like it and really it uh, introduced me a lot. So I want to keep putting that jersey on and play for the city and the fans. How pleased have you been with just kind of the way that? this season your partnership has been with Travis Sanheim this year and and how much just did that give you the the confidence that Philadelphia would be the place for you to 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 sign in and extend for an extended period of time yeah i really enjoyed playing with him and uh, hopefully we can uh, play together for a long time and obviously you know it's easy it's not easy to find a players you can enjoy playing and you could see yourself playing for a, for a long time and it's uh, not uh, just him all the all the other guys here too i really really enjoyed it so far so i wanted to wanted to stay for a lot of players getting to that free agency and being able to shop yourself around the league is something that guys really look forward to how hard was it for you to to pass that up and say you know what philly's the place i want to be and, and want to be here long term uh, yeah, obviously I was uh, thinking about all the options uh, a little bit, but I honestly, it wasn't uh, too hard. Now, uh, I mean, before this year, moving from Buffalo to here, I mean, it's kind of hassle. Like, I don't like, you know, I just, uh, if I like it here, I don't need to go go looking for something else for really no reason. So it was uh, overall a pretty easy decision for me. Adam, do you have a follow-up? Yeah, obviously, uh you were never in the playoffs with Buffalo and you came here because you thought this team was going to be a winner. How tough is this season 
uh, been for you? It, it's been kind of unexpected, I'm sure. Yeah, the expectations uh, were really high early in the year. We have a really good team on the paper, a lot of injuries. That's, I mean, every team goes through injuries and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, been a big uh, disappointment. But uh, I believe it's going to be only this uh, one season and uh, next season we will be a lot better team. This is not something that was, you know, just put together overnight between um, yourself, your agent and, and the and the Flyers. Um, this has been going on for a while. So has it been something that's been kind of on your mind as it's as the process has been going on this whole time? Like, geez, you know, when is this going to get done? Or is this something you made a decision a month ago, two months ago? Yeah, I want to stay in Philadelphia. Uh, agent, get it done and then we'll figure it out when it's when it's there. Yeah, I mean, these are kind of things I, I mean, I can uh, control too much. So I don't really worry about uh, stuff that uh, it's going on uh, off the ice. And uh, I feel it, uh, the process wasn't too long and kind of both parties wanted to, you know, stay together. So it was uh, actually pretty quick and easy decision and didn't really bother me bother me at all you've been pretty keen in the past saying about the, your experience in buffalo how you didn't it didn't go so well going through so many coaches so many regimes to come here this year and go through the same exact similar situation does that give you any motivation for next year that you know that you're now part of this team for another long time and you will be part of the next future but also you'll be a late on a little bit that you know have been through that already yeah i mean uh like Going through this with uh, all the guys here, why well, I I hope we all uh, learn from this year and uh, we never never want to go through this again. So I think it's a good uh, good uh, brings a lot of good energy for for next year. And I don't think any any of us wanna wanna be in this uh, same position uh, ever again. Rasmus Ristolainen meeting with the media yesterday down in Florida in advance of the Flyers game against the Florida Panthers. Five years, five point one million is the new contract for number 70 on the Flyers' blue line. All right, coming up tomorrow, Saturday, we are going to preview Flyers-Canes, and we'll get you ready for that game, and we'll have it all for you on a brand-new edition of Flyers Daily. Have a great Friday, everybody. After all the jets are in the boxes And the clowns have all gone to bed You can hear happiness